What time is it? It's time for Ricketts Bursey. Is it a festive pumpkin spice? Uh, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a, no, it's not pumpkin spice. It's, but it's holiday festive. Look at that thing sparkling. Can you see that? It is. It's very festive. Very festive. Yeah. I'd call it more of a vanilla type of flavor. A vanilla? <laughs> a vanilla ish, you know. I thought you said vindaloo. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> All right, All right we are recording. Are we on? Uh, are we on the YouTube as well? No. Um, www.youtube.com forward slash Wicketspursy Pod. There you go. You said here's the thing, though. Are we not going? Not streaming today? No, I just I don't know if you're ready. I mean, here's the thing, Dave. I that's my that, I. So that's funny because uh, I was listening. I was re-listening to our pod from last week. And I said, "Here's the thing." Probably about thirty-seven times. Yeah, you like you like to say that. We haven't. Oh God, why haven't you told me that yet? <laughs> we were going to bring that up in your evaluation, but we just we haven't scheduled that yet. So yeah, we haven't we haven't had a chance. Oh, another work evaluation <laughs> that I don't care about. <laughs> I'm a union. I don't have to care about my eval. We're on. You, we're on, though. By the way, he said, said that. that. He said that on the internet. By the way, <laughs> the For internet, all the no, no. person to see. I said that I said that in person in front of my boss today. So, <laughs> oh, nice. And how'd that go? Oh, she was perfectly fine with it. She's she's getting ready to retire. So, she's like, good because I don't give a crap about your val either, right? That, that's the <laughs> that's the best. Answer. That's why we haven't done it yet. It was probably supposed to be done in August. <laughs> there was a time uh, when I was when I was still teaching way back in the day that the administrator that was supposed to evaluate me forgot about me, even though I reminded him like multiple times, like, "Hey, we doing this?" He got busy and forgot about me. We got to like the deadline. He's like, Dave, um, could could you write your evaluation and just sign it and put it in my mailbox? I'm like, yep, on it. I, I got you covered, man. <laughs> so I wrote my own evaluation one year. It was outstanding. We do. Uh, we I was to... outstanding. You were, I'm sure. Yeah. You got a 4% raise of that. Uh, no, probably two and a half, three. I would, I would wager. Okay. Standard, yeah. standard. You got it. Yep. All right. All right. So let's we'll... record, boys. We will go live in. Hey, this week at Spursy. Mike, Stephen, Dave, boys, I've missed you. It's only been about a week or maybe less, but Mike, how you doing? What's going on? I'll be goddamn Dave if I'm not just peachy keen. Well, why is that, Mike? What makes you well, so peachy uh, and keen? Peachy and keen. Um, you know, I've had uh, I've had a couple of okay days at work, uh, super busy. Um, but it it, it was uh, it was Kit Day at the Popovich house. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, kit day. That uh, is a nice looking uh 23 24 away kit and you got a number on the back, right? Yeah, I got a I got a number 10 for uh for our uh co- one of our conquering heroes, uh um James Madison, not the founding father James Madison, but uh two D's, two D's. He's a double D's, D's Madison. Yeah. Two D's cuz he's uh he's <laughs> mad. He's he's mad, mad. Got... he's mad for Tottenham. Um anywho. Nice. Um, yeah, but it was also kit day for Lucas. So, uh, we got the 2324, uh, far post kits ah. in the mail and I'll be goddamned if they're not beautiful kits. 
Oh yeah, what do they look Adidas, like? Adidas makes some nice kits. They're the they're just uh, Adidas Squadra kits. The he's got the the orange and the navy blue. Like those are their colors. Um, I think the navy blue are classy looking, but the orange are like, boom, they blow you up. They they, they stand right out. But they got some like neat chevron kind of pattern in them now. Like last the last few years have just been like plain orange, but they have like pattern in them now. It's they're they're really nice. The numbers are nice on the back. Um, they look like pretty solid kits. Uh, and is, is he still rocking the, uh, is he 28? Is that what he ended up with? Or is yeah, he changed number, number? Number 28. Um, right. We haven't figured out the process for changing numbers yet. So ah, he you would just like demand, it. go to the coach and demand. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Throwing demands. That's, that's a great idea. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> coach Todd would love that. <laughs> coach Steve might have some input on that, right? Absolutely. Coach, I think coach Steve should uh, switch over and uh, start wearing orange. He would be he would be a great addition to the uh, to the Far Post family. There you go. That's an idea, Coach Steve. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing fantastic, Dave. And I, how did your team finish up their season, boss? That that's the important topic today. Well, I am pleased to report back that at the conclusion of our season, my team maintained their undefeated streak. We drew one game all season and one out. Um, it was a, a really good time. So we had, uh, two game days this week. Uh, they had an under the lights game on a Thursday. Ooh, there um, you go. Yep. Big fields, floodlights down. You know, it's one of those, like, you know, things that the kids really enjoy. Uh, but because of the, you know, it's Vermont and it's getting dark and cold now. And, you know, there's not a lot of time. So we had to like cut the games back a little bit. So, uh, Instead of playing for an hour, the games were 35 minutes straight, um, which, you know, was fine. Um, but I, I mentioned that to contextualize our biggest win of the season came on Thursday, uh, where we won our first game 14 <clears throat> to one. And ne- again, nearly a, uh, an American football score almost, right? Yeah. And, and again, this game was just about half as long as our typical game. Um, and, you know, it, it's not that I just let them go at it and, and you know, top score, just keep going, pile them on. Once it was clear that after 10 minutes we were up 7-0, seven, uh, seven I pulled our entire attacking group and just subbed in some of the other, uh, you know, kids on the bench and, they just couldn't stop scoring. It was unreal. Uh, but my proudest achievement for the entire season was our final game on uh, Saturday. Complete downpour, miserable conditions, the worst game day we've had uh, all season. Uh, but I don't know, maybe three quarters of the way through the game, just about uh, the ref, who is actually one of the coaches for the other team. Uh, but since they have two, one of them just decided to ref the whole game. So we don't have to worry about it. Uh, he comes over and he's, he says to me, your defense is like a brick wall. And I was like, they better be after all the defensive drills I put them through. Steve, I, I'm curious. And I bet Mikey is also, um, what's, what are you, what are your big takeaways from like first season, obviously really successful, but first season as a coach in the, the youth set up like what what'd you learn what'd you take away from that whole thing uh 
a couple of takeaways. So first I learned real quick that if it's not working, stop immediately. Mm. Like there's no sense trying to, for especially when you've got such a short season, there's no sense trying to force the team to do something that is completely opposite of what they want to be doing, right? Like there are things we need to do, like figuring out how to defend and what's appropriate and, you know, what the midfield should be doing on transitions, things like that. But uh, when it comes to trying to do this, like pressing and passing style, like Ange ball, if it's not working, like just don't force it. You got to play to your strengths to some capacity. Right. So I, I, I get it um, a bit more uh, from a coaching perspective. I still disagree when you're a elite coach and you do it full time as a job that you can't make changes like that but uh not with the kids it's like all right you're not going to get the passing thing we're not going to solve this in a few weeks let's move on and just do something that you can do um keep it fun that was another thing you know uh and uh i i probably the last takeaway i had was not just to be honest with the players but to be honest with the parents as well uh parents and guardians i should say um you know it it for as much as uh, the kids complained, oh, we have to do defending drills. I don't want to do this. Like, this is boring. I don't want to play defense. The fact that I was able to rally the parents behind me quickly because I was transparent with them and honest about what I was trying to do and why I was doing it, they bought in and, you know, it was, yeah, buddy, you got to go. You got to play defense sometimes. You can't always be the furthest forward. It's not fair to everybody else. Um but it all worked out. It was also, I guess, fourth and final takeaway, and then I'll stop it, uh, was the benefit of having everybody play every position at some point. <laughs> crucial, crucial. Because even if they weren't excelling on offense or excelling on defense, just knowing what the other person is supposed to be doing <laughs> helped organize them so much more Um you know, you saw some of these other people who they had their, you know, full team swaps. You're always defense. You're always offense. No, it, within games, I was switching people up. So I, cause I wanted to keep it fair during game days. It's not just practice. You get to, you know, play the fun goal scoring type position. Um, but just by switching it within the game itself, it's like, they knew what was going on. They knew what the game was supposed to be doing and having played on one side of the field versus the other, they knew what the other side was or was not doing that they should have been and can step in and do that themselves. And then when they're on the field, I get to have my little coaches huddle with the subs and tell them, see, look at what so-and-so is doing now. This is what you need to be doing when you get back out there. It really helped facilitate a lot of the growth. And uh, growth is is what every single one of those kids had. I mean, uh, you should have seen some of the emails I was getting from some of these parents afterwards you know, their, their kids had these big smiles on their faces. Um, you know, they felt like their child improved tenfold over the course of just a few weeks and they had fun doing it. And, you know, they keep talking about soccer and how they want to keep doing it. And I mean, it, it was just incredible. It was such a rewarding experience. And again, I have to, uh, reiterate to, to our listeners out there, if you ever get the opportunity to coach, a rec sports program, soccer, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, give it a shot. You know, even if you don't end up liking it and, and only do it for a season, I still think it's a really rewarding thing to, to try out at least once in your life. Well done, Steve. Uh, good overview. Yeah. Uh, 
good season. Proud of you. Uh, Fantastic you season. Represent yeah, yourself I, I, well. I gotta, I gotta tell you, like these, this is the same kind of like stuff that I'm hearing out of, out of all of my kids' coaches, um, and it's, it's kind of amazing that we have um, at the rec level, at the school level, the volunteer, the volunteer coaches that that care about the development of these kids and stuff it, it really really drives home like you know that there is a path there is a pathway to get to where you want to go as as, a, as an athlete or as a student athlete to um through not having to do the paid pay to play system i know rec is pay to play kind of um it's the offset cost and stuff versus actually to pay people but um I'm glad I'm so happy that you found it as rewarding as some of these like coaches that that um I'm encountering with my with my son uh through school soccer and my daughter through volleyball. Um I know that the volleyball JV coaches get paid, but it's not a lot. Um and uh we got some amazing feedback today on my daughter, which was great. Um, and the one thing that she impressed upon upon Lily, and I'm sure that like you see it too, is that. In the off season, don't just, you know, wait for something to come along. Go out there and, and, and because you're not going to come back in ten months and just pick pick your sport right back up. She said, "Go out and play basketball. Um, go out and play field hockey or uh, lacrosse. Um, go out and play softball. Get out there and play other sports. Experience other things because it's going to make you a better athlete in the end and make you more rounded." person in the end a team player and and i gotta really applaud you for what you do because or before what you did because you jumped out there you got into the community and picked up something that you knew and you loved and 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 uh and you didn't do it just because your kid was on the team so yeah. i applaud i applaud you i applaud you and Thank as you. much as you get as much as you get those emails and stuff from from the from the parents and stuff that it's very nice i think i think you have to take a lot of pride in what you've done to to help these kids to learn to develop absolutely uh, and it's funny you mentioned that because i actually had uh one of my players tell me like oh you don't have a kid on this team like that's how i know you're really invested in this like yeah, yeah. nice it worked for them um, didn't you also it, have a player tell you that you were a nerd too yeah, I did. Uh, same player, actually. Same player. Nice. Um, he is a nerd, though. So it's, it's true. Steve's like, thank you. Uh, that's but I, what I'm going I, I did feel he's like, a, yeah, D&D club is next week. You can, uh... <laughs> I did feel pretty vindicated at the end of the season, uh, finishing unbeaten, uh, because it did kind of validate my theory that you can have a competitive team without killing the fun, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I when I was playing uh, just co-ed, you know, years ago, right, right out of college and in college, I would always see, you know, uh, uh, coaches at the field house in, uh, in Shelburne. And they were the types of coaches who would, you know, yell at the kids, make them do these drills, the sprints, the suicides, the, you know, all the horrible shit that we had to do when we were on team sports, you know, but, uh, it always rubbed me the wrong way. Cause it just felt like such a, a negative approach to getting the most out of these uh these players and can i tell you that 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 i know that football club and i know that club and it's uh they're a terrible club and i will i will come on this podcast and say do never never ever send your kid to synergy yeah 
they're, but they're, it's, you know, it, they're you not good get, human beings. You can get a competitive team with good vibes. And speaking of a competitive team with good vibes. God damn. I like what you did. There, Don't Steve. worry about <laughs> a thing. Like that. That's why Steve's wearing his tie-dye hoodie tonight. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Steve, why don't you just work us into it? Let's see where, where this goes. What, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Spurs, Dave. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all here for, right? Let's do it. Um, yeah, what a game. What a game we had. Um, you know, I was super confident last week that it was going to be, you know, no problem, easy peasy. Uh, you know, it's Luton Town. They're awful. We're, we shouldn't have any problems whatsoever. Um, okay. When we could have been up 3 nothing within 15 minutes and somehow did not score there was a sense of dread creeping in like, Oh no, like, is this going to be peak Spurs? Like, you know, get the result against Liverpool and then just completely botch it against Luton town. It's like uh, Alan Quarterman, you know, it's like, wait a minute. I've seen this before, but it was called something. It was called Indiana Jones, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it felt awful, but, but that's what it was. Right. Like we, we had, ah, uh, there was that one opportunity, I think it was Richarlison, who, like, if he had gotten any height on that shot whatsoever, anything to put it over the keeper's leg, it was the cleanest goal he could have possibly scored. And mm-hmm. yet, he picked the wrong option, the keeper made the save, and it was, uh, it, it felt like it was just going to be one of those, especially going into halftime 0-0. <sighs> And going down a man too. Thanks, Basuma, uh, for that completely boneheaded decision. Um, it just felt like you know all of the the good luck that we've been riding was about to come crashing down. And then the good vibes train hit. The good vibes, Madison to Mickey mm-hmm. for the goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, what a relief! And yeah, you know, it it was one of those where I would have liked more of a cushion. Yeah, three nil uh, would have been nice, right? Yeah, three three nil after fifteen minutes would have been perfect. But sure, uh, yeah, two nil after know, fifteen minutes would have would have ended up in six nil after nine. You, you know, Mike, before you like or not, Mike, Steve, before you before you go further, I just want to say what felt different to me because I, I agree, like you you get those like uh, the traumas back, you know, like uh, it, it's it's like triggering of old events. But the difference was in the past, those types of matches, we wouldn't have opportunities. We would just suck for the entire first half. And we go like, <laughs> what is wrong with these guys? They're, they're playing like they've never done this before. But I, I had this kind of sense of calm that I felt because <clears throat> I saw the opportunities. We were knocking. We just weren't getting the door open, right? Like they, that was all there. And even with the Basuma shenanigans, which I know I know we'll get into, like it 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 didn't feel desperate like it it has in the past when we've we've gone into a half nil nil against a bad team. But that that was just my take. You know, it, yeah. the the thing is too is like the I've heard other podcasts say it's like oh it's a what we're why are we getting these results now with the same group of guys? It's not the same fucking group of guys. No, there are no. some of the same guys there, but they're different players. They're they're allowed to be different players. They're allowed to be the player that they actually are versus the player that that one dude, one football terrorist says that they have to be. You know, I, I, and I think that's where the vibes come in. You know, it's like. 
it's like, you know, a, a prisoner who's been wrongfully accused of something, who's been in prison for 10 years. And finally, he, you know, he and some other folks prove that prove their innocence and they're let out of jail, you know, and and they're out in the open and they're like, oh, my God, there's this is sunlight and there's there's things I can do and there's things that I'm allowed to do now. I'm not constrained to this like jailhouse mentality. And these players, they get out there and they see that and that there's a whole world open to them. By this one chubby, beautiful, bearded Australian man who's telling them, <laughs> go out there, be brave, do things, do the things you can do, be the person you can be. And, and when it doesn't go work, out there and keep doing it, keep doing yeah, it, right? Keep doing it. When it, you know, if it doesn't work, keep doing it. I saw some frustration on his face when, when Richie missed those shots. Um, but I'll, I'll let Steve finish, but yeah. I, I, Look, I mean, all I really have left to add is like, you know, the other big difference for me between the Spurs of old and Spurs of Ange uh, is when that goal went in, I didn't feel nervous anymore. I felt like, okay, we've got it. Like, we've taken control. We're going to be in the driver's seat. Like, this is, there's only one way this game is ending now. I didn't feel like we were going to, you know, sit back, park the bus and and play this invitation of pressure to... uh, hopefully see the game out which we all know that has ended poorly for us very recently uh in in the past so but it was nice to like get that goal and go okay well we're good now i mean shit like between mickey and and romero those two at center back are just incredible romero in particular was just an absolute monster uh, uh in that game i mean that dude yes mickey got the goal but romero was was like who is this player he's not the yellow card machine uh that we were seeing last season he's he's <laughs> no, mature Bas- he's, basuma is yeah no, I'm, basuma. I'm gonna, i will actually tell you i will actually tell you why he's not the yellow card machine please mike because basuma is there doing his job Fair, his, fair. His fair, job yeah. is a last line of defense in the midfield, so that so that players like Romero and players like Mickey Vandeven can close and, ground and make stops. Right? Yeah, it like yeah. they they can make the soup. You know, they absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're so they can sit there and do what they need to do. Uh, like I said last week, I you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like Romero gets a little too far forward and it makes me fucking scared, but. And it made me really scared last year when he when he was trying to fucking do that shit because um, every time he kind of like drives forward, drives forward, drives forward, it makes me nervous because Eric Dyer's back there. But now he drives, <laughs> he drives forward and he gets brave like his like his gaffer tells him, and you get and you get fucking Mickey Vandeven galloping, dude. That so he's got when I first dude when I first saw that dude like. I saw him, I, I saw, you know, they, they did the YouTube research that we all do. Listeners, Mike loves Mickey Vandeven. I'm just going to say it Holy in case shit. you can't figure it out here. I, uh, I would, yeah, dude, he's I'm handsome. mad for Mickey. You got, oh, a total, you, mad for you, Mickey. Got, you got a total man crush on Mickey Vandeven. Oh man, he's handsome. He's handsome. <laughs> uh, and he's, yeah, I, I showed a picture of him to my daughter, like, cause she can't, she never really focuses in on the, on the face when she's watching the games with me. Mm. Cause she actually sits and watches the games with me. My son watches half the match and then he has to get outside and do the thing you know that they do um 
but she i showed him i showed her the picture and she goes eh, he's okay he's not my type He's not my type. <laughs> Mickey Vandeven is everybody's that, type. He is handsome <laughs> as hell, dude. She thinks her dad's the most handsome guy in the world. Just run with that, man. Right? Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her go, dad, go yeah. with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. sure. She, she called. Yeah, she texted me tonight, and she she called me bro. <laughs> nice. She's a she's a great kid. Um, I just like Mickey Vandeven when I first saw him at Spurs. You know, I mean, who would have thought that like we would all have like giant crush. Every Spurs fan has a giant crush on Mickey Vandeven. And it's not just because he's handsome. It's because of what he's done to that left center back position for us. Right. I mean, he's shorted up. We don't have to rely on somebody like Eric Dyer or, or out of position, Sanchez, you're making out of position me, Sanchez. You're making or, me shudder every time you say Eric Dyer, like it, it, it kind of brings back bad, bad memories, bad feelings. Dude, Eric Dyer would make a great fucking MMA fighter. He just looks like one. Um, Always but, got a mistake in him. But like Mickey Vandeven, like the the his recovery pace, and it's like weird to watch, right? Because he got these big long legs, and he kind of gal. He's like a he's like a fucking giraffe with with like the speed of a fucking <laughs> lion. It's really crazy to watch. It's really crazy. He's to mythical. Watch, like, and he, the, and like when he catches up with somebody, when he catches up with an attacker, I, I'm telling you, there's not an attacker in the Premier League who who would outrun him. And he makes smart tackles too, and that's the other thing is he makes smart challenges in the box when he needs to. And 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 Christian Romero, like you know, warts and all, like he has his he has his issues. He's got a real fucking. He's a head case, right? He's a he. I think he's a real lunatic. He's also a good looking fellow, though, and we got a good looking set of center backs. So I was just gonna say, yeah, I was just gonna say, like that's true. When he gets that little, when he knows he's put one over on somebody, he gets that little smirk on his face. (laughs) That's your little smirk. I'm like, he's a cute guy. He's kind of handsome. That's funny. I got I got a center. I got a double center back crush. Nice. You know, we're. We're giving a lot of love to the center backs, but I, I got to give another shout. He might not be the most handsome on the team, but Vicario has slotted right in, and he has been an absolute gem. I mean, when speaking, you can... speaking of possible serial killers, there. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, just think about it, right? We we spent what like ten million for Vicario. Think about like what some of these other big clubs have spent on goalkeepers in the past season or two. Your Chelsea's, your United, or what we almost spent on Onana and 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 David Raya and yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Like we have a legitimate gem. He's, crazy eyes, Vicario. He's the man. He absolutely is. is he's got man. some crazy fucking reflex saves. Um, but it's it like that's not all in his arsenal. Like that's not his entire toolkit. Yeah, don't um, say that word. I know I had to change it. Um, what I what I love Arsenal, is the, Arsenal and toolkit go together, right? Because they're all fucking tools. Tools, exactly. They're That's what we should refer to them as from here on out. We should refer the to them as toolkit. Tool yeah. yeah. Since apparently scum is uh, out of it, out, out of fashion. Too, is too derogatory. Right? Thanks toolkit. a lot, Green Mountain Green Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like you know, the dude he he's just I don't know if he's a calming presence necessarily, but he is. He's a supportive presence. I'll, I'll say that. You know, he seems to be always cheering on his center backs and, frankly, his his uh, fullbacks as well, uh, urging them forward, rallying them. You know, he's like the hype man standing behind the scenes, getting everybody amped for what's coming on. 
And he's always on his toes. He's always ready to make that. Um, you know, I, I can't think of a moment where he's hesitated uh, or or waited too long to do something and, and that screwed us over. He just, he reacts to things. It doesn't always work, but he's not, he's not cowering back there, you know, unsure of himself. He's positive that when he makes a decision, he's doing it. And that's the end of story. And so far it's worked out phenomenally for us. Just think about where we were last season with Hugo, with Dyer, with, uh, Mm. you know, Romero to some degree, Sanchez. Um, It's just, it's night and day, man. It's night and fucking day. It really is. You know, we can we can talk. Uh, no, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save this for after our our mid pod uh, um, topic, which I think we're at actually. Could we could we go there, Mike? Is it okay if I go there? Could I ask the questions on my mind? Um, if you have a question on your mind, yeah, sure. Before before you ask that question, yeah, what do you guys? Uh, it, it needs. We need to talk about this. Um, before we kicked off, I think maybe even a little bit before you hopped on, Dave. Uh, Mike and I were entertaining uh, this idea that uh, it, it's time to roast the pigeon. I think uh, go Richie's, on, go on. I think Richie's had his chances. He's had his opportunities, mm. and it's starting to look like maybe <clears throat> he's just not offering enough to be worth putting out there. And and I know, I know. Well, Brennan Johnson's injured. Who else are you going to stick out on the left? You know, I. I don't know that I have a good answer for that, but what I can tell you is that uh, Richarlison's just not, he's not there right now. You know, he needs, he needs to be benched, honestly. And, you know, I'm a huge supporter. I love him as a person. I do think he has the skill and the capability uh, to excel, but until he gets in the right state of mind, I think it's best for him to come in as an impact sub and affect the game rather than as a nailed on starter. I don't even know if it's like, if it's the mental stuff anymore. Um, you know, in, in true to true to form, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my major league baseball references. Um, pitchers and catchers get what's called the yips, right? They, they call it the yips. Like, they get get into these funks where they can't get out of and and like in the in the in the case of a catcher like um catcher in baseball gets the yips he can't throw the like a third baseman can't throw the ball to second base can't throw anybody out like um a red sox catcher years ago scott hattieberg who who was magically reborn under under billy bean at, in uh as a first baseman in in, in oakland got got what is called the yips and he couldn't even throw the ball throw the ball back to the pitcher had a hard time doing that kind of stuff um couldn't throw the ball down to second base on a on a on a routine like um on a routine play and and, and, and i think richie's got maybe a case of the yips he just in like he's not going to be a hold-up player he's not going to be the big guy in the box he's Yes, he's Brazilian, but he's not dribbly. He's he's not necessarily flashy. The Richie that we saw in the World Cup is not the Richie that that we're ever going to get, or, or or Everton even had. Like the guy's not gonna the guy's not gonna volley the ball up to himself and fucking bicycle kick it every fucking time. Um, we need a guy who could just put away the simple finishes, 
And in the case of this weekend, like he could have had us like Pedro Poro. I get, he takes a lot of weird chances. Um, but he knows like that guy is like always like smiling because he's like, Oh, I almost got you. I almost got you. He's very confident with his finishing, whether or not they always come off, but Richie gets in there and he misjudges that first ball, like the bounce on that first ball. He completely misjudged it and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. And maybe it took a funky, funky bounce that happens. But in the second one, Dude, my fat ass could have taken, could have put that in the goal. Like, dude, you you can't just toe tap something and expect the ball to go in. Like, you need to bury that fucking thing. That second ball, he should have fucking buried. He just didn't do it. Um, and I think, I think just Richie, it's not even that he's in his own head. It's that he just can't finish. He's not a great finisher, and I don't know where the position is that he's going to fit into this club is. Honestly, like he doesn't, he doesn't finish. He's not necessarily a great uh, distributor of the ball. Um, he's not dribbly. Um, he's not great in possession. He's just not, for me, he's not a very strong player. He's not the guy that we, that I thought he could be when I saw him in the world cup. So you, you, you like dribbly players, Mike, is that what I'm hearing? No, I don't. I don't necessarily like dribbling. <laughs> you were setting just, him up. Dude. Just seeking clarity. Just seeking clarity. So no, no. Can, you're, can I? Yeah. I'm bringing, you're bringing it back to Manor Solomon, but like no, I, and, and that's all. I just wanted to joke with you, but I do want to. Kind I like of guys. Who, I, yeah, okay. I like guys who are confident when they're dribbling the ball because James Madison is confident. Yeah. He Fair. he's dri- he's dribbling. He dribbles with his head up, and he's always he's always got his head in the swivel. Christian Eriksen wasn't necessarily dribbly. But he could get he could get out of out of pressure when he needed to. Hey, Decky's dribbly, but he's beautiful when he when he's dribbly, right? Yeah, like a, another another fucking dolphin. ugly dude. Another fucking yeah, ugly yeah. dude. Fair. Another ugly dude. Um, I think I, I just want to comment on the Richarlison thing. I um, I, man, I think it's really interesting, right? I Maybe mean, like, it's a hot take, but I don't I don't know. Like I, I don't know I, what people yeah. are thinking right now. I so like I have I have multiple views on it. My like. Dave in his gut view is Richarlison doesn't fit this team. Um, he, he was, you know, he was the theoretical Kane replacement. Um, but, but, but there's something off. And we've, we've talked about, we've talked about this for a while. When something's off of the player, there's something going on. It, it appears based on his own comments that what's going on is, you know, mental health related, social, emotional stuff. Like we, we can all get behind that and be supportive of that. The question is, like how long does a team give him? We've we've said this on the pod before. How long do you give him? And said he's got nothing but time for him. But the interesting piece is like performance really is what gets you what gets you on the pitch. I I'm of the suspicion that you know once Brennan Johnson comes back, Richarlison sees less and less time. He probably becomes Absolutely. just just the impact sub. You know with a fresh set of legs late in the game where I do think he could perform. And candidly, like I wouldn't be shocked if a year from now. He's not on the squad anymore. If if he if he has has been relocated, maybe by next summer, just because it's things have evolved and he's clearly less of a fit, and we've got a a replacement to kind of fill that type of role. That, that's yeah, my gut. He'll be back in Brazil winning fucking trophies with Lucas Mora. Hey, you know, <laughs> go go nuts, right? Go back to your childhood club. I, it looks like Messi's talking about doing that when his uh when his contract. Oh no! Are, oh no! no. Right? We make no mistake. Messi's done to fucking Miami. He's done. <laughs> He'll never play another game. What did he play like eight games, something like that? Yeah, and like as soon as they fell, as, as soon as they lost the cup, yeah, and he's like, 
Yeah, I, I have no, I have no Fucking chance of making the playoffs. These guys, <laughs> these no guys. chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, enjoy your enjoy your ticket prices, Miami. Uh, Doesn't even and, know and, what and your pink is. and your pink jerseys. Lovely um, stuff. Lovely stuff. You know, the, the interesting thing for me, because I think you're absolutely spot on. When Brennan Johnson comes back, Richardson probably does see less and less. Um, but the interesting thing for me is in the time between now. And when he's back, uh, Brennan Johnson is back and ready to hop in, which honestly might just be after international break. I, I, yes, I don't know. Let's hope. Yep. Um, has Valise done enough to even overtake Richarlison in the pecking order as somebody I, to be selected? Not, well, let's, not, let's talk about that guy in a minute. because, like, Not game worthy, but I mean, who knows what he's doing in training, right? Like that's a really that's interesting the thing. question. We don't, yeah. we don't get to see that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. due to you know, necessity for Charleston's just out there starting, but yep, when yeah. he's not starting, who comes in, is it going to be Richarlison or is it going to be Valise? Yeah. No, Valise, Valise is Richarlison who eats a lot of fucking steak. <laughs> Big Dude, that boy, Argentinian. That, that boy That's the difference fucking, between Argentinian and Brazilian, right? Is that, 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 that what it comes fucking, down to? Yeah. 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 Brazilian barbecue versus Argentinian barbecue. Like Steve, uh, do you concur? Do you have, you have an opinion on that? You're part Valise, Brazilian. Valise is a fucking dude. Valise is a fucking, He's Have a you tank. Been to a He's nice a prime Brazilian piece of meat, I mean, that shit is is prime. Yeah, you See get the dude? you get the meat sweats at those at those places, man. <laughs> that no, dude, no that dude jumps. That dude jumps out of the fucking building, though. Valise, he can nice. jump out of the fucking building. He's like, he's got, he's got hops like fucking prime, like nineteen ninety nine Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you, did you see him fucking jump, dude? Okay, Dave, I, I think He's a this is a giant, good time to ask segue, this question. Segway time. Mike, I, I got to ask you a question because you're just, you're digging a hole and uh, I want to give you a chance to, I don't to work your way out of it. To hop his way out Prime, prime 1999 Kobe. Uh, uh, okay. Um, Mike, question. Are you ready for it? I'm always ready, Dave. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? I was thinking the other day, Dave. I love when you ask me that. <laughs> I love asking it. I'm shifting gears here. Uh, I was thinking, like this, this might be played out a little bit. What might be played out a little bit? This, this the whole... hey Mike thing, the, the hey Mike thing, might be played what, out a little bit. What are you going to let like Steve start reviewing beers? Is it that played no. out? Or... <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it's you're, not I, giving, you're not like, giving the are people. Are people sick of it? It's my thing. I love it. I love it. This is like who my cares? Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do we get on? What do we get on Facebook and on the gram? Are people like, hey, knock it off with that? midway segment or so here's the thing so i was thinking about this and this is the and i and we were just talking on uh earlier before we started recording what i say here's the thing all the time here's the thing here's the thing though guys (laughs) um yeah but here's the thing um i got to work the other day and and uh, on monday and i wasn't having the most beautiful morning um i had been like at work early, like late, late, late the, the night before. And, Mike, uh, Mike was pissed. He had to work on a day that was a holiday for others, I think, is what it really came down to. <laughs> what holiday is that, Dave? It's only uh, a holiday. In, Indigenous People's Day. There it's you only, go. It's only right. a holiday. It's only a holiday in Massachusetts where they still call it Columbus Day. Yeah. For that murdering fucking scumbag. Um. Anyway. But he um, discovered America. He discovered fucking, <laughs> he discovered Cuba. Let's Sailed the ocean blue. Here. Um, anywho, um, so I, I, I got into a vascular case. I came like the, most things last a long time. I came back upstairs to my office and there was this 
I, look, I go to grab my snack out of the refrigerator and in the refrigerator there's like what was your snack what'd you have in the fridge for a snack oh um like a little I, mini charcuterie board or what What do you do when you get <laughs> okay kind of i got a, i got a block of cabbage i a block of cabbage cheddar cheese okay extra sharp uh vermont extra sharp by the way um and then i've got uh and then i've got some hummus uh i've got some everything bagel hummus yeah right so so far so good yeah all right uh and, and some uh little mini carrots that's a little mini charcuterie board if i ever heard of i one. guess I, i'm a big you dude i, I understand i'm a big dude that's Very a, nice. that's a, dude, that's a go little get a dude's... pound of salami or something stick that in there too that's a little dude snack but i, I i'm trying to slim down guys all right very good well hey but that's anywho, good good snack hey, though but anyway let's we'll start with s so i, I so yeah. i open the refrigerator and let's at work and there's a shitload of fucking beer in the fridge and i'm like what is nice, this? Nice. And then I look and I'm like, Mike thought about stealing one, even though he didn't know who it belonged to. He's like, I'm, I'm about to pocket this thing. No, there's a little piece of paper on top of it. I'm like, oh, look at this. What is this? And I, I look, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Treehouse. <laughs> and I pull the little piece of paper out and it says on, on the piece of paper, it says, hey, Mike, what you drinking? <laughs> See, like, so the, to answer your question, the people love it. The people yeah, love it. There's so like, who the fuck brought this to me? Yeah, what's nobody? Nobody in the office seemed to know. Like it was brought in by a fucking elf, right? So I, I got, I got juice machine, which is like one of my favorites from Treehouse. Nice. I got Emperor Julius from the Julius series, which I'll be drinking later, and I won't talk to you about. (laughs) He's keeping it secret. But because this is uh this is October, this is uh, um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um. I'm gonna do this beer. Uh, I'm gonna do this beer for my mother-in-law, who is a two-time, uh, uh, two-time, two-time breast cancer uh, survivor. Um, it's, yes, it's this is a part of, also part of the Julius series. Uh, I think I reviewed. I think I might have reviewed Emperor Julius or King Julius on on the pod year uh, maybe a year Augustus or two ago. Augustus Julius. So uh, this is Queen Julius. Um, Queen and it Julius. is, it's, and it's got the breast cancer awareness ribbon on it, right? Um, it's pink. Um, I don't know what goes into this, but um, the Julius series is it, like Julius is like their flagship IPA at, at Treehouse, and I have my Treehouse cup. Oh, um, fancy! Yeah. Um, so this says Queen Julius is an American double IPA brewed with a novel blend of hops, uh, resulting in an immensely juicy beverage. The addition of classic American hops brings about whispers of sweet floral character that melds perfectly with the celebrated base beer. So the celebrated base beer is Julius. Uh, it's, it's a single IPA. It's juicy. It's big. It's hoppy. Uh, it's more citrus than anything. Um, but this, it doesn't give me anything uh, other than it says um, portion of the proceeds from each batch of, of the queen will be donated to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So I'm doing this in honor of uh, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month and um, and for my mother-in-law, uh, Debbie, who's, uh, who's a wonderful grandmother to my children um, and uh, a, a, a wonderful mother-in-law. And it, yeah, she's helped take care of us. So uh, it's brewed in, this is brewed in their Charlton, Charlton Massachusetts uh, um, a brewery. So we're going to, Pop into this. God, I hope it doesn't suck. 
Me too. Me too. Like, that's a big fucking buildup, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the other day, I they uh, let you down. The other day, I was, uh, I, I had, it was my turn to bring Lucas to training. And it was so fucking cold and windy. Oh, look at that. Ooh. That's a pour right there. That's pretty well done. Well done. That's a two and a half finger. Uh, man, that's almost a Guinness head, is what I'm about to call that. I better, I better take a picture of this because, uh, Adam will get on my shit about it. I didn't take a picture of the. That's a that's a two finger right there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, it's two fat fingers. Um, <laughs> dude, it it's is the uh, American fingers. Look at that! that. Is. It is thick. It's almost brown. On the wing scale, there's no way you'd see your wing if you stuck it in there, man. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> I well, I, I think we did. We we established that already. Like, <laughs> my wing's not being seen anyway. <laughs> Mike, while you're while you're sipping and assessing, I got to tell you a quick story. Um, you were sharing with me. Maybe it was when we were on the Wicked Spursy Baseball Weekend. Um, we were talking about like X-rays, radiology, and you know some of the studies that are have come out that have affected your work where they're not having patients wear the lead, you know, uh, coverings anymore. You remember that conversation? You were, you were illuminating a layman like myself. So a couple of weeks ago, after we'd had that conversation, I went to the, went to the dentist, um, no offense to the dental professionals out there, but not one of my favorite places to be. You got some traumatic childhood orthodontia experiences that just stuck with me. And, uh, and I've got, so I've got this, um, this hygienist who's, who's working on me and she's like young, fresh out of school, you know, and she clearly is, we all know the type. She clearly is like the, I'm going to be a patient educator. I'm going to teach this patient something about, you know, his situation. And I'm like, they all Listen. do. They all do. It's like, look, sweetie, I've been here a few times. I've been around the block, you know, not my, not my first. <laughs> you didn't say sweetie, did you? I did not, but no, not my yeah. first time in a dentist chair, but I'm kind of putting Relax here, Donald thing. Trump. <laughs> but, Mike, but Mike, you would have been so proud of me, man, when she was going to do the x-rays, you know, and that whole, that whole process. Right. And I was like, like, Hey, you know, interesting story. I got a buddy, he works up at UVM, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm doing the whole thing. And I'm like, we were talking about this study and blah, blah. And she was like, wow, I wasn't aware of any of that. I'm going to have to look into that. I was, I was totally knowledge dropping on the, the young college graduate who was all excited about teaching me. And I, I showed her a little something. Thanks to my boy, Mike. So I just want to yeah, give you yeah. props on that. Yeah. You should have said like, like the beastie boys i'm kicking the cool knowledge <laughs> well done well done um that's that's uh from the drop in science uh, so um this beer is fucking good dude oh good oh all right see you know what that means we're you know where that puts us look at look at, at the lacing the look at the lacing on that it's nice isn't that fucking nice dude um, Lovely. I, you know what? Before we started doing this, I didn't know much about lacing. I didn't know much about the uh, the pornographic nature of beers. Um, this beer is porn worthy. Porn worthy. Okay, okay. Do I ask you to explain that a little further, or are you just gonna leave you it? You need explanation. Oh no, no, no! Like, yeah, like if a beer would make a dude whack off, this is it. I don't know. Does this scale go up to uh, 6.9? <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, oh, what is it? It's only 8.1% alcohol. Um, so I love this beer. It's, it's, it's got like, it's got that, that thickness of, of uh, an unfiltered double IPA. Mike, I want to see both your hands while you're doing this review, please. Thank yeah, you. right. Keep, hands. keep them. 
keep them. Do you ever have that insight. going on a, on, on, on uh, team trips to different schools? You know, you always get somebody doing a hand check to make sure yeah. nothing funky was going on in the back of the bus. Um, no, that was like just me. The back of the bus deal. Just, was like, just me, just New Jersey, Steve. That's all that was. <laughs> the back of the bus deal was like a, it was like a, it was a a man. It was part of a mandatory thing with uh with uh male high school sports in the in the nineties. You had to be a disgusting fucking pig. Um, <laughs> um, that said, uh, this beer, this if this beer was a porn, it would be a it would be the best porn. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Ange porn. So Dan or Dan. Uh Dave Dave thinks I'm gonna go uh porno for pyros on this. Uh it is not true. Great shout, by the way. Yeah. We make we'll make red pets. Yeah. Um yeah. wow, haven't thought about that band or that song in quite some time. Yeah, right. Uh yeah. yeah. Jane's addiction uh is shoot off band, offshoot mm-hmm. band. Um yeah, sticking to Mike's theme here. Anywho, shoot off. Yeah. Shoot. Um, so I'm you're gonna giving give this, this five knuckles. Is that what you're giving this for? I'm gonna uh, give this, uh, I'm gonna give this beer a uh, four point three. Damn it, dude! All that, all that foreplay, and you bring a four three. Like, wow! Dude, that's like one of the highest. That is like one of the highest. Uh, what is going on here? I don't. Know. That's one of the highest ratings I've given a beer. I don't. I don't know where where what fucking planet you've been living you've, on. you've never talked about a beer in sexual terms before steve and i were like feeling i, I was four what? five he was four six like that's that's the that's the vibe you were giving off there but well, no steve was 6.9 <laughs> this is true yes that is also accurate all right 4.3 it's like i'm trying to bring i try to bring an edge to the podcast we need more listeners. what what we what need we need the porn we need the the porn listeners what is what we need here <laughs> that's who we're trying to recruit now who, I, I'm, I I'm, 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 you know, what? we had Ricky on. I'm coming after. I'm coming after the fighting cock fucking fan base. Mike so just said, coming after you guys. Like she said, coming in cock in the same same phrase there. Right? At some point that uh, he he planned all this, folks. This is this Look, is not. I, you're the one who started talking about putting wangs and beer and shit. I gotta <laughs> ask. I gotta ask for our own sanity. Um, to get over a four or five, does it like have to bring you to orgasm or is yes. that just implied? Oh God. Oh, all right. Yes. Well, at least we know where the, where the threshold you is. You see the O yeah, face well and all of a sudden yeah. it's okay. 4.5 plus. No, I'm going to disappoint you with my song. Cause I've been thinking about this. As, how long, as you, how long you been thinking about it? Since, since you guys started judging me on, on, on my, uh, on my pornographic references for the dude, period. we're guessing, we're guessing, judging, we're judging my skin. We're supposed to judge Look, you. That's, you're that's, lowballing us with your scores. The second that I took a sip, porn, I have to start thinking about the song, don't I? It's true. We we do put a lot on you, Mike, and we no. We this apologize. is a fun. This no, no. So okay, all jokes aside, this is a fun beer. It's it's tasty. It is it is spicy. It's got the big juicy character of the of the Julius series. Um, it does have those floral notes. Uh, as far as the smell, it doesn't really it it doesn't separate itself from the the rest of the Julius series. Uh, you know the the smell, the nose, or whatever they fucking call it in the in the weird beer advocate world. Odor, <laughs> odor. There's no odor. Um, the least so, sexy um, way to describe no but smell. it's a fun it's a super fun beer it's 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 a sipping beer it's chill 
I love this beer. Uh, so, but it's only a four point three. But it's a, didn't so make I finish. give it a four. Four point three is fucking high, dude. I gave that beer last week that I really absolutely loved, like what a three point six or three point five. A true Belgian triple. Um, four point three is fucking high. I don't think I've given another beer anything higher than that. Maybe save for one. I feel like we've had something higher, but I don't remember what it was. So right. you know, we're gonna Probably have to Mike go at some point. <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> Mike. Why don't you five knuckle shuffle along with this thing, man? What uh, what song you got for us? Um, <laughs> um, Seven Eleven, baby. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> um, shooting webs. Shooting webs. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, Rebirth of Slick. Diggable Planets. Ooh. Why? Great song. Great, great group. Why? Because it's a sipping beer, man. It's a sipping beer. You're not going to pound a, a stroke in ton of these. Like, it's a stroking beer. Uh, <laughs> and it's chill like that. It's cool like that. It's cool like that. Man. Moves you right up. Steve, you remember the last time we did uh Hey Mike, what you drinking? Yeah, so do <laughs> I. I was there. <laughs> and he had the gall to ask if we need to keep it going. Yeah, he did. That's how he led this thing off, right? He no, he, no, no. So this is what I'm saying. Where he was going. The the whole point of the, the whole point of the, that whole fucking story was that I thought, like, man, is this getting fucking old? And then the no. shit shows up in my refrigerator, a little note on it. I still don't know who fucking brought it to me. It says, hey, Mike, what you drinking? You might not know, but you'll figure it out when after this episode uh, launches, you get that one person making eye contact with you in the hall at the hospital. It's just slow jerking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know, Mike, it's fair to say when you found that beer in the fridge, you you're you're uh you're you stood at attention it's it's good to, to put it that way and and uh <laughs> you know your uh your spirits were erect right <laughs> you know at, at the time actually i was like just about half <laughs> mike do you wear scrubs at work this took a turn <laughs> so yeah i do that's terrible and, uh... please tell me you at least had your lead on so you could hide that you know instead of being like the instead oh, of being the, the fourth grader who goes to the chalkboard the, with the, the, the heft of the, the heft of the heft of the today mike the heft of the lead wouldn't have, wouldn't have hidden anything <laughs> oh good lord so this, Julius. hey folks this this was our last episode of Wicked Spursy. It's been great. We've been canceled. Season four has concluded. Netflix is canceled. Gets canceled us. Well done, Mikey. Well done. Well and done, I got to finish that bad boy. And uh, again, we want to see both hands throughout the process. So uh, yes, please. Let's do it. Hey, Steve. While Mike's finishing that beer, um, question for you: What, what kind of? I won't. <laughs> you gonna finish it off? Oh, just don't make eye contact while you do when i finish <laughs> steve what kind of uh <laughs> what kind of imprint has a uh a certain fabio paradici left on the on the club Babs oh. that's what i want to talk about um i mean look i can sum it up as uh excellent uh recruitment garbage manager selection Ooh. um yeah, the the his shortlist for managers was just god awful. 
Uh, but some of the players that have come in under his tenure are finally starting to shine. Um, That's so okay. Okay, go ahead. He said he said the word shine. Nope. Starting. Nope. Finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. Tenure. Players. This is where I was going with with our WhatsApp um, conversation earlier. So go ahead, Steve. Uh, no, it's um, it's your turn, Steve. You go ahead now. Take take your turn. It's it you know it's interesting to me because um, on on the at. one hand right like you would expect if he's recruiting players good thank God uh, if he's recruiting players Mike just showed us his hands for our audio only listeners he's, we he's just did. needed to make sure uh, for somebody who is recruiting players for these defensive managers you have to think he did a really shit job. Yeah. It's almost like he recruited all the wrong players for the manager he had. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but, but, but was but he playing chess? That, exactly. Oh, she, no, 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 no. That's he's either, he's either a stupid, like one of those just absolute uh, morons who, who through dumb sheer fucking luck, manages to find uh some some good signings because it's not like he was it's not like he was signing players for managers on his shortlist because his shortlist was even worse than uh the options that we went with he he just wasn't putting apples with apples he was i don't know what the fuck he was doing uh but i'll tell you what if he wants to stay on as a consultant, fine. But I feel much better about our operational structure than I ever did uh, in the last couple of seasons. I mean, this data-driven approach with Ange having the final sign-off. Uh, you look at this new guy uh, who's just come on, whose name is escaping Long, Longa, Longa? Yo- Johan Johan Longa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Lange. So we have Ange and Lange. Ange and Lange. Um, you know, you know, I don't think you're the first person to say that. I've heard that. I just heard that Angel today Angel. earlier. Angel, uh, Angel it's not Angel. right, but uh, no. If you look at some of the comments that he's made during his time at uh, at Copenhagen, in particular, I mean, the way that he thinks about looking <clears throat> for players is it, it's what we need, right? Look at what he's done at Aston Villa over the last couple of seasons. I mean. They're legitimately. They can be a legitimately dangerous side to face these days. I think. I think a lot of that's on Unai Emery. But go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of it on there. But I mean, he still needs the players to come in. And if you look at the signings that he's made, they're all pretty solid picks. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for him to be on board. I'm excited for him to work with Mun and and with Ange. Um, but I, I do think that this, this data-driven approach is only going to suit us in the long term. Um, it's, it's funny. It's funny that like that soccer has been, has, has all of a sudden embraced this data-driven approach when, when data analytics really blossomed and, and were found out by, um, the the americans uh through through uh moneyball you know through that moneyball approach and 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 how billy bean embraced that and 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 you know started if if billy bean if billy bean had had been a soccer had been a soccer general manager or director of football had been a soccer mind and came up with this 
and, and embrace the data analytics, he would have been he would have been the biggest genius in the history of sport, except he's with the Oakland Athletics who refused to put money into teams and, and he embraced it because he had to, because he had to find a way to build a team. And he did. And, and if he had been at Spurs, he would have won fucking it. Six, seven, eight FA cups and a couple of fucking, you know, Carling or Carabao cups. Like I just, I just find it funny that like Europe picks that Europe and, and especially the English pick on American sports. And, 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 and now they're finally after 20 fucking something years are embracing the, the money ball approach. Yeah. But li- listen, I'm not saying Americans are saviors of sports. I'm not saying that at all. I'm but not, I'm how, not, I, how many, how many Premier League we, clubs are owned by Americans? Let, let's be no, candid, no, right? This, like ownership is changing. Here's my point is that we uh, Americans have have fucked up European sports. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> more than more than they've helped them. But in this in this in this situation, finding cheap players, young cheap players who are who can help your team because of one or two things that they do really fucking well. Look at Kevin Euclid, right? There is one beautiful exception to what we're talking about. You know what that is? Uh, what Chelsea? <laughs> that's not a data-driven approach. That's the New York Yankees fucking approach. Precisely. Which, that's why I'm saying that there is one beautiful exception. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the buy every fucking high-priced player ever. Sure, they might get you a fucking trophy or two, but they're going to burn you in the process. And and uh, thirty years later, they're going to make you look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> When you're still paying them because your contract is absurd. No, you talk about Gary Sheffield and Jimmy Key and David Cohen and like players like that, like the, the Yankees just like went out and they bought championships. You know, Scott Brocious and fucking and Paul O'Neill. You they bought championships where the Red Sox did it through data analytics, right? And 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 they brought in guys like Kevin Euclid and throwaways like Jeremy Giambi and throwaways like Believe it or not, David Ortiz was a throwaway. Um, we have we have players on our team right now that people considered okay, they're good, but they're throwaways, right? We have we have Dayon Kuliseski, Danny Boy Kuliseski, and and we have uh, Roddy Bettenker, Silky Puddin. Like oh, he's coming are, back too. Those are guys who are throwaways, right? And he's coming back. Hopefully, he's a player he was. I hope like, so. Can I can I weigh in on this prodigy thing? You can because yeah, I teed it up yes. for you. I, you I knew up, you had right? an opinion. I know you did. Like, so my opinion is like what Steve was saying is that sure, it looks like he's a fucking genius now because he brought these players in. He brought in Pedro Porro. He brought in, you know, he brought in all of these uh, uh, uh Decky, Benton Kerr. He brought in all these all these players that are making good now but looked like fucking shit a year ago now he bought these players for a for a specific manager most of these players for a specific manager right so he bought these players for antonio conte and antonio conte's system they didn't work out antonio conte's system like he was working with conte to bring in these players for antonio conte's system and then antonio conte when he realized that 
these weren't the players that he wanted, fucking completely blackballed them or or said these are signing these are club signings. These are not my signings. So he brought these in, he brought these most of these players in for this fucking football again. I'm going to keep saying it, football terrorist Antonio Conte who was like my way or the highway, I will kill him. I would rather kill him than put him on the pitch. Um Prodigy last year when we're when we're if we were talking about him last year, he's a failure. He's an absolute fucking failure. And it's a happy, and I told you this earlier, Dave, earlier, Dave. It's a happy accident that we have Ange now, and Ange knows how to develop players. We talked about Pedro Poro. We've been talking about Pedro Poro, and I've said a hundred fucking times that he's young. And he's and, and he's able to be molded into a type of a player. Like you can't tell me Destiny Odogi was brought in to be a fucking right back or a, or a left back. I'm sorry, he wasn't brought in to be a left back. He's brought in to be a left wing back, right? He's been turned into a serviceable left back, but it, it, and a fucking phenomenal. You say probably one of the best left backs in the league right now, but. And a phenomenal inverted left back, right? Sure. Yep. Yep. Right. So uh, to give Paradici all kinds of fucking credit for being some fucking giant genius is a fucking joke to me. Here's where I want to counter you. All right. You it's ready? A, it's a joke to me. He I didn't don't do this on purpose knowing that. I don't disagree with your both of your assessment of, wow, these players were the wrong players for the manager we had, and they happen to be the right players for the manager we have but now. But he thought he was bringing these players in for that manager. But 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 here's what, here's my take on this whole thing. I saved this for you, Mike. I didn't say this earlier today because you shut me down. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Both hands, thank you. Um, <laughs> we don't get Ange without Paradici having done what he did the last two years. Like, Paradici came in and ran all things football. And he started, he started the, it, it all began. This is my simplistic take. When we got rid of Steve Hitchin, the guy who was doing all the recruitment and the, the signing of folks with Levy, like breathing down his neck. That's my, my lay person's view from the outside. Right. Kissing his neck. Kissing there his you neck. go. Kissing his neck gently, ever so gently. Um, the nape of his neck specifically. Um, but like, Clearing that out, Prodigy started to build a football structure that we are seeing manifest itself. And I don't think we get Ange without that structure in place. If we're back in that era where you had Hitchens and, and Levy calling all the freaky shots and making all these bad decisions, there's no way you get a top caliber manager. Levy was excited about going for the Mourinho's of the world, going for the Conte's of the world, going for the win now managers. We know As he, he should drove have that. As yeah, he should have we know he drove that whole process. But Prodigy built the structure. And, and, and I can't say that I understand fully why, but the fact they're keeping him around as a consultant Obviously, that's got Ange's blessing, because if Ange wasn't on board with that, he'd be like, what the hell, guys? What's going on? Like, he's got that much capital already that Ange could squash that if he thought it was a bad idea. With all, with all Prodigy's legal stuff, with all that stuff, the fact that he's still around as a consultant tells me that that guy has played an instrumental role in setting the context and building the foundation for what this club is starting to do with all these hires. We talked about uh, whatever the guy's name is Langa, you know, um, like th these guys that are coming in to fill these key roles in scouting and recruitment and all these different areas. Like I, I feel 
good about what what that guy did the last couple of years. I can't tell you everything he did, but I feel like I'm seeing the results of what he did. That's that's my take on the whole thing. I just yeah, I just think it again. I think it's a happy accident. Um, I think I, I've and I've heard this a, a couple of times on a couple of different podcasts that like uh, Prodigy actually, if you go to Italy, um, he's and you speak his name, he's kind of laughed about. He's kind of a joke. That's great, but he's he's set us up to be a good team. He has, he has, but I think it's, I still think it's a happy accident that it happened. You know, you know, I, I love happy accidents as opposed to bad accidents or yeah. sad accidents. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'll definitely agree with that. And, uh, you know, uh, happy days are here again as the uh, post prohibition song goes. These days are uh, Steve closing thoughts. No, I'm not talking about happy days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he, the, the, the Fonz is uh, the Fonz. Hey, there's a good segue there. He's, he's a Tottenham supporter now. There you go. Steve, what do you got for closing thoughts, man? We're getting to the witching hour. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a long international break. Not too long because we got something special coming. Yeah. Super special. We, we, we better have a little something special. But for Listen my, to us riff off each other like the fucking Beastie Boys. <laughs> It's great. What, no, you, what you what you want? I, I you gotta want? say, I'm a little annoyed uh, that Klinsman thinks that. Uh, oh well, Sonny can just play for because he's not playing in Europe, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. seriously, dude. Like the dude's been carrying a groin injury, and you're just gonna okay. Well, I guess, I guess that's gonna happen. I'm fully expecting at least one of our key players to come back injured. By the way, yes, it um, happens. It's going to be a LaSalso. Because we can't, well, yeah. Because we can't have anything nice. I said key players. No, um, don't don't pray on that. We need him. Uh, he ain't playing for us ever again. Yes, he is. But, but man, it, I, I miss Angeball already. I, I do. And uh, any of these stupid-ass international competitions that are going to be happening between now and uh, when we return on the 20-something, um, it's just, it's not the same. I miss my Ange. That's my closing thought. I miss Ange. That's that's lovely. I like that. That's 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 good. Mike, what do you got? Closing thoughts. Yeah, I usually have something like big to say. Um, <clears throat> so I want you blew I want, your load I, early, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went prematurely. Hey, Mike. Um, I I I prematurely went early. Um. No, uh, I, I want to talk about like um, a forgotten member, and we've mentioned him a couple of times. Uh, member, not not your forgotten member. Not my, no, my member will not be forgotten. Um, <laughs> hashtag never forget. Um, um <laughs> uh, just, that'd be great. Hack, hashtag wicked spursy never forget. Um, so I, I want to talk about Dayan Kulisevsky because how's he um, forgotten? Where are you going with what? What? No, be listen. This <laughs> let me let me get on this track and, and let me ride let me ride the rails here because um, Dayan Kulisevsky uh, had he had an arguably well not arguably but admittedly rough season last year bad bad season he was injured often injured um, he was put into positions and and put into a system that he was not comfortable running uh, he was put into a, a system where. Uh, when he came to the club, uh, became it changed. It became bastardized um, from the position he was running the the the, the previous half year. Um, 
this year he's finally fully fit. He's getting into a spot where he uh, is comfortable um, being the ro- being the role player that he is. He doesn't have to be the superstar. He doesn't have to be the guy who's scoring all the goals or who's making all the sexy passes. Um, Dayan Kulaseski is happy to be the guy who fucking runs around a lot. He's happy to be the guy who is is tough. He's happy to the guy to be the guy who's brave. Uh, he's happy to be the guy who takes on two and three defenders uh, when the ball is is cleared and shipped out when you're a man down and you need just a little bit of possession to 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 shore up a, a win against a club you should have put away in the first 15 minutes. Like the the the. The soccer that that guy played was so. Uh, uh, this past weekend was so understated that it was, that, it was probably overlooked, because because, I've heard three different podcasts give credit to Pedro Porro, give credit to Mickey Van de Ven for you know for his clearances and Romero for his clearances. And and to, to the defensive players and, and to the substitutes um that were put in and give credit for to Ange. I think 98.9% of the credit goes to not just those guys who are who are who are shipping the ball out, but to Dayan Kulaseski, who held up play for minutes at a time when the ball when the ball was just booted into nowhere. He had one two guys hanging literally hanging off of his fucking back and he's receiving the ball to his feet and he's holding up play waiting for waiting for attackers to come on waiting for somebody to pass to like he was directly in for me man of the match was directly responsible for for minutes wasted by Luton Town and 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 minutes gained by Tottenham Hotspur. I think, and I think that if you watch that shot that he put in, like he there's there's not many guys who can find a small little tiny bit of space and put in a ball. A sh- and it, this was not even a pass; it was like a legitimate shot. Find a little tiny tiny bit of space, like a foot's worth of space. And put a ball in and curl a ball on the ground like he did. Like that shot, that was a beautiful save, fingertip save. But that shot told me that Decky is fucking back, baby. That's my final shit right there. And with Decky, to answer uh, the fighting cock, yeah, we can. Ooh, look at Mike. He's he's he just called it. There you go. I like it. Name dropping too. He, he you called another pod out, or actually you referenced another pod. That's good. No, good I ref, I referenced the pod because I I feel like there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of the shit that they came up with. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, we've seen people blatantly copy it. Right? Like we don't want to do that. That's, copy that's it, a, take it, and copy yeah. it and take it. Word. Hey, uh, hey. closing thought for me. Um, We'll talk about next week. We are recording. This is Tuesday evening. We're recording. And um, 
we are recording next Tuesday and I'm super excited about it. So here's the backstory. We were having a, a spirited debate among ourselves probably a week or so ago about the role that sports science plays uh, in keeping players on the pitch and making sure that, that, you know, um, the guys we want to see playing football on the weekend are able to play football on the weekend. And we were going back and forth and that evolved into, we reached out to a couple like legitimate friends of the podcast. Uh, one we've talked about before. I'm proud to proud to acknowledge my, my sister, Gina, who is an athletic trainer uh, with experience at, at the, the college and high school level in the U S and uh, a friend of hers and a friend of my family who um, has uh history as a, a trainer in the NBA. And, and currently at a place that Mike cares a lot about the university of Notre Dame with the men's basketball team. And so reached out to them like, Hey, would you be willing to have a conversation and talk about this stuff with us? And they were both like, that'd be awesome we're in let's talk now guys i do have to do some disclosure uh our boy nixon who works at notre dame um i think he's like a a like occasional chelsea fan so we're gonna have to deal with that piece uh but you know they're they're bottom half of the table so like oh we, man they we, we bought him too, too. <laughs> yeah we, we won't go too too tough on that actually he told me he's a chelsea fan because kevin garnett showed up uh, one day in a Chelsea uh, kit, and they talked about Chelsea, and so he started supporting it. So I knew that just, guy was a just fucking a piece of shit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that fucking but, Kevin Garnett. But that that evolved into uh, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have one other guest. Uh, we got a we've got a physician joining us who is the former sports science director of New York City Football Club. So like uh, of the Man City organization, uh, that's a big freaking deal, and and he's going to be joining us as well. So at least three, and we might have one other one other person who uh, is NFL involved and related. So it's going to be a cool conversation. It's going to be crowded. Um, there's going to be a lot of us in in the call, but the, we're going to talk about the actual role that it might, sports it might science run plays. long. It could be a two parter. Yeah, we we, we might run break long. It we might split it up. Yeah, but yeah. it's going to be fun. So uh, and the cool thing, I reached out to our friends uh, Flav and Wendy and and uh, Ricky and said, hey, if you guys have have questions that you want us to make sure we ask these types of folks, please send them our way. And and I've already gotten some feedback from those guys on some things to to ask about. So it's going to be a good, good pod. Looking forward to it. Make sure you listen next week. Uh, like we know you do every week, but uh, make sure you listen next week. We're excited about yeah. it. Michael has to be on his best behavior, really tone down the uh, masturbating on cam. Yeah. Yeah. We, we might pull back on the porn references from Mike, <laughs> but you know, you know, we'll, we'll still let him uh, still Finish let him be his be thoughts. His, <laughs> yeah, finish, finish your thoughts. We'll let him work his way to completion. That that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that note, hey, he Steve, always leaves me satisfied. That's that's what he said and she said. Um, Steve, <laughs> what, what would your, your final thing you'd have to say as we take off? Quiz, 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 quiz. Yes, Don't be sir. An asshole. Yes, sir. And Michael, how about you? Guys, it's a fucking crazy world out there. I just want everybody to uh think about what you're doing before you do it. And uh, be safe. And Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm.